foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzlove. As we see our world changing around us, and not for the better, I might add. Mm, Unfortunately. (laughs) We can find ourselves being tossed around in a pool of fear and anxiety. We don't know what the future holds. We're getting reports from different areas about different things that all really sound scary. And this verse in Philippians 4, where Paul tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And Just for me personally, there's just a lot of dread and anxieties. And, you know, I think some people may read the scriptures and just think, well, that's what Paul was saying back in his day. But Mm. if Paul had been living now, he wouldn't be saying these same things because we've never seen this in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. No, but God has seen it in his lifetime since he is eternal. Right. He is timeless. And so his words are also timeless. Right. They're good for any country on any location. In but, any situation. Yes. Yeah. But it has comforted me as well as alarmed me that having connections in North America, South America, uh, working with dear people in China, Canada, uh, in Eastern Europe, Mm -hmm. and they are all saying the same thing. They said, we are trying to understand how to cope with these changing circumstances yeah. that have never been evidenced before in our lifetime. Right. And it doesn't matter whether you are living by the mountains or the sea or if you're in the farmland or in the cities. Right. There's particular challenges to each place, but the bottom line is there is perplexity on how to stand fast, right. as Paul told us, and how can I finish strong? Mm-hmm. Because the ordinary way that they have lived and that you and I have lived, uh, that life is crumbling. Yes, it is. And we're really seeking how do we remain safe and secure. We're not asking for an easy road, mm-hmm. but we're asking not to have such fear and dread that we are afraid to walk at a parking lot, even in broad daylight, mm-hmm. for fear of attack. Yeah, and the scriptures give us all that we need. But man, putting those things into practice deems more difficult the more fearful things become. I think there's one thing we need to just say as a matter of fact. Anxieties and fears paralyze us. Yes, they do. And if you look at someone who is in a state of paralysis, 
you know that the very basics of existence becomes major overcoming issues to just function in a daily life. Mm-hmm. And yet Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 5, he says, Now humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So Sharon, that tells me there's a process mm-hmm. that we're having to go through. And in the meantime, he says, Cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. And sometimes we think, yeah, I know he cares, but will he deliver? Uh, yes. Or will he just let us go through this agony? Mm-hmm. Is because this going to be a trial I have to go through or a test that I have to go through? And does he really care enough to not make me go through that? That's how we think. Well, and, and stop and look at when we even go back and, and as we have reviewed in Revelations 2 and 3, we had the people in Ephesians who were just doers, and they mm-hmm. watched out for false prophets, and they guarded. But the church that followed that, Sharon, was a church at Smyrna who lived under constant persecution, many of them resulting in death. Now, don't you know the church at Smyrna may have looked back at the church at Ephesus and thought, well, why couldn't we be like them? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Right. And yet God has appointed each one of us to play a role because we have not been born in this season by accident. Right. And when we don't like our circumstances, then we need to say, but Lord, you didn't make a mistake by allowing me to be Mm -hmm. born in this time. Now, as Paul said, when he came to the close of his life, I have fought the fight. I have ran the race. And there is a reward laid up for him. But, you know, he accepted his position in time in history. Well, and, and what we tend to do is if we don't like our situation or circumstances, we just try to change it. Well, I have a perplexing statement that I many times have had to say, and that is, you know, Lord, how do you expect me to remain calm and relaxed when there's trauma all around me and you tell me to be tranquil? And then you tell me to always be calm, and there's nothing but chaos. And then I allow my peace to be destroyed, and yet I expect to be able to function confidently. And it doesn't work if we don't go back and take the scriptures on what the Lord said is his words. He is timeless, and therefore his words are timeless. But, you know, Sharon, there's a couple of areas we probably need to address as we are studying in Philippians 4. And that is we haven't talked about the needs that are very valid today because of the situation we're in regarding finances. Yes. There are some people that are having to hold down multiple jobs resulting in fatigue Mm -hmm. and worn out emotions and irritability just to get food on the table. Yeah. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where there are people desperate to have somebody just fulfill a job. But people are so into self and me-ism that they don't even want to take a job because somebody else, i.e. the government, is supposed to take care of them. Mm. Both of those result in terrible irresponsibility. And we need to also talk about the fact that in Philippians 1, verse 9, this is a prayer that Paul prayed, and that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment. 
and that you might approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Now, that's the prayer that he's praying in chapter 1 that he then tells us how to live in chapter 4. And he says that there will be fruits of righteousness, but that we're to do everything not for the reason of self-pleasing or satisfaction, but for the glory and the praise of God. So our motives many times need to be questioned because our motives are not pure in the reason that we're doing what we're doing. Well, in in regards to finance, it can be scary when you don't know if you can make your house payment. You know, will I be kicked out of my home? When you can't pay the electric bill, will they shut it off? Uh, When you can't feed your children? So those are real physical situations that people are finding themselves in. And learning how to cast those cares onto the Lord because he cares for us doesn't even compute for us in our head. How do we do that when this physical issue is going to destroy my life? Well, or our children's lives. Mm-hmm. I know of one particular area where the parents have been traumatized because they did not have the extra money to get school supplies for their children. Wow. It certainly isn't everywhere, but I know there are locations where that exists. Mm -hmm. And Sharon, let's just stop and think about how do you get your kids to maturity? How do you get them grown up when you're not sure that it's even safe to send them to school? You're talking about a, a really a scary world that we're coming into. And... In John fourteen twenty seven, the Lord said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Mm. Sounds like a great word of comfort. Yeah. But let me tell you when that was said. That was said on the most difficult night that he ever faced on earth. It was the night before his crucifixion. Seven times in the New Testament, our God is called either the God or Lord of peace. Now, can you imagine him saying, let not your heart be troubled, when he knew in a matter of hours he would go through Gethsemane, uh, he would go to the cross, Mm -hmm. and he's telling people not to let their heart be troubled. Well, and you think about the disciples. He knew exactly what the disciples were going to do as well, and he knew that they would be scattered, and he knew that they were going to go through hard times and struggles and and persecutions. So he is giving them comfort that they don't even know they need, need. at that mo- <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yes. Yeah. And we need to understand that anxiety and joy are mutually exclusive. Okay. If you are anxious, you have denied yourself of the joy that the Lord says is your strength mm-hmm. to endure and overcome. Right. And I find that when the Lord can tell us that he's got it together the night before his crucifixion. Right. So I think today we should just say God is sufficient. He is timeless. He is worthy. And since he created us and he has an eternal purpose, we can be free from anxiety. Amen. And we can let joy be what we wake up in the morning and fulfill. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. 
And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.